Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome, brothers and sisters, to an audio experience brought to you by Muslims on the Move, a program of Advanced Platform Committee. Once again, we want to engage with you through this podcast and hope it benefits you. So take a listen to this week's episode and let us know what you think. Assalamu alaikum. You are listening to Muslims on the Move. You have yours truly, Abdurrahman. Amina. Fatima. And Kabir. MashaAllah. And today we're going to be talking about what we wish we knew. In a broader aspect, yeah. Uh, now, versus, you know, I guess versus when we, you know, when we were younger, you know, what what that looked like? What are some of the things that we can apply? If we could go back at right. that time, what are some of the things that we would apply now? Um, and man, here's what we got on the bullet list so far. We have what we wish we what we wish we knew about college and career path, and what we wish we knew about like Islam, kind of pursuing worldly success versus like our faith. Um, what else? I was gonna say um, more about. When I was younger, I wish I um, understood that, you know, like our parents have, um, I don't know how to word it, but like emotions too. And they they actually have yeah. their own like trauma that they didn't get to right, deal that's with. True. And it's when you get older that you realize that your parents went through a lot. They had to leave their, as, as a first generation, right? Your parents had to leave yeah. um, Africa, Nigeria in our case, come to the U.S. They had no one. You know, like my parents had to work yeah. like regular, I don't know, like retail jobs, yeah, odd jobs. Like, odd jobs in order to like put food on the table. Right. As a kid, as a teenager, kind of took that really, really for granted. And now it's like, wow, I wish I knew that. I wish I knew what they were going through at that time. Also, I, oh, sorry, go. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, go also, I feel like it's not easy to, to adhere to that because um it's it's the way it translates on them you know you're tired they don't they just have they do the bare minimum honestly like they feed you they make sure you're good and then you go to bed you know as a child you need a little more than that and they and at the time they probably couldn't give it you know what i'm saying it's not their fault Mm -hmm. but it is it is something Mm -hmm. that needs to be said you know what i'm saying absolutely absolutely and i think like what we sometimes maybe underestimate as the older i get the more i realize like Dude, they were kids exactly. when they were doing this, right? You know, like we, th- you know, like I'm thinking that like kids oh, you know everything. You got life all the way figured out, Back. you know. Like man, you guys were, you guys were around my age. Like you, I know, I know nothing at this age. I know you didn't know anything, you know. Like wow, so it's impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of kind of reminds you that man. It's a, it's a lot of the guys. Whom he will is that equips us mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think the other part of that that um is really important is recognizing that like at a certain point like it's up to you to sort of get what it is that you need it's up to you to like make your decisions for yourself you know what i mean like like your parents even like as we get older i think your parents other people in your life will have things that they want from you um like you know there will be directions that you'll there's pressure on you to go in like for whatever reason mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day it's always on you sort of how you manage that like if your parents aren't if you feel like you didn't get something like when you were younger then you got to figure out how 
to sort of get that for yourself now at this point in time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of those things that like, at least for me, like, I think it can be like almost daunting sometimes to say like, I know what I want. And I'm going to go do this because you worry about how it affects other people. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, you got to, you know, not take care of number one, but like you, at the end of the day, you are responsible for you. Yeah. yeah. Big fact. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like, but yeah, so just kind of understanding our parents more from a, from you know as a, an adult perspective what other uh bullets i think these are good so far i mean i, I don't want to be uh the debbie downer but i mean from today mm-hmm. i just feel like it's crazy because i just saw everybody last eid or whatever you know what i'm saying or two eids ago mm-hmm. and it's it's like you build like our parents come as first generation and, they, and they've built this mosque around the people they they've come with you know and when you slowly see the, the community start to die down, it's like, yo, this is not a joke. Like, at, what, at some point in your life, you'll see somebody close to you go away. And it's like, when are you going to heed, you know, take heed to to those lessons and, and figure out what you want to do with your life? At the end of the day, like, it's back to, to like, what um I think Kabir was saying, um, more so about you have to be your number one. Like mm. we have to be our own accountability at one point. It's not about mm. like your parents are not always going to be there to be, Hey, do this right. Do this right. You have to become your own parent at one point and really tell yourself this is what's right. And this is what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and, and kind of lead yourself in a way of, uh, in that, in that direction, you know? Yeah. So. And back in, pa- backpack, yeah, so back in pack, backpack, backpack. <laughs> I feel like mm. another thing that, um, we were never really prepared for or like as a kid at least even till now is like we don't realize that like our parents are getting old and they're gonna die at least for me i'm talking for myself at least Mm -hmm. we see i see my parents as like these superhumans and like you know i never Mm -hmm. like realized and i was just thinking about this i'm like my parents are literally getting old like they're both like getting old it's Mm -hmm. like oh my my knees hurt my this hurt i'm like wait like (laughs) what Nah, and you don't really. realize how old they're getting and like how we were never really prepared for like I guess that's just everyone but like not being prepared for like their death that's a big thing you can, honestly and it's crazy because you could never prepare for it exactly it don't matter Absolutely. you just can't I think that could be a topic in its own because as you mentioned that I was just like I think just as we get older like understanding death mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. um, is 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 a whole different experience as you get older. And like, you know, I've had friends and, you know, people that are close to me who pass where I think about them after they, you know, after something happens and I have like these things that I, you know, that I want to express to them. And I'm like, all this time that we've had, you know, I could have said this Mm -hmm. at any point. So, you know, it just really kind of reminds you that, you know, life, you know, life is cyclical in that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, (laughs) we're, we're, we're destined to do it. So, you know, take advantage of the opportunities and the times, you know, that you have with individuals and, you know, and everything in itself. So, you know, just to slow down and, and really be able to absorb life, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys if you guys are down for that, you know, we can definitely get a little morbid and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, talk about death. Yeah, death is always. Whew. 
Yeah, man, but the parents one is is deep, man, because it's like you try not to think about it, but it's like it's inevitable. It's, like, you know, it's real. Yeah, yeah that one I feel like I have so to think easy. about because, like, I don't like to me at this point, you can never prepare for mm-hmm. it. But I don't think I would want to just have that hit me, like you know, like an NFL linebacker. I feel oh, like gosh. that's <laughs> one that, like, as much as it'll hurt, like it'll hurt less if I'm braced for it. Like if I see it coming, like I don't know, like. I feel like that's one of those things you never really know um, until until you get to that point. Um, I mean, I feel but, like it's something you can never be fully prepared for, but it's something that you can try to, like, at least think about, right? So it's, like, a balance. Like, even no matter how hard you try to prepare, you'll still never be ready, but you still got to prepare. Mm-hmm. I guess, but like Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Right, um, exactly. So I think you know, I, and again, like I've I have no idea, but but I feel I feel what you know what what sort of what you're saying and and just sort of all sides of it. All right, so I I I, I think that's the topic that we definitely can dive into a little bit. Um, and it seems like really the parents aspect is really the hit there. Um, I mean, career also. All right, I like um, how you're talking about the whole career thing. For me, like, I wish, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I wish I could, it's not really my fault, like, choosing my career, because I'm in pharmacy, Mm -hmm. but, like, I wish I was able to, I guess, see into the future (laughs) and know, like, the job market wouldn't have been, like, that good, because even coming, I mean, job market is not predictable, so, even four years ago, before I got into pharmacy school, it's not as bad as it is now, it's just, like, wow, kind of wasting my time. Yeah, but I... I think what what this time has shown is that like there's no such thing as that like magic mm-hmm. formula of success, right? Like there's no such things. Go to nursing school or you know go to engineering school, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be that way anymore. You see people being successful with you know with without any type of degree or you know like they started something at a young age and you know has has blossomed yeah. in it. So I think it's a mind shift that. We don't need, I don't think we need to to advise our children that like the, what you need to do is go to medical school. Instead, cultivate whatever skills we see in them because you can literally become a millionaire at that, right? Especially with the internet and, you know, and everything else right, everything else right now that I, I don't know. I, I think we, we need to really focus on preparing our youth with skills yeah. more than I mean, just books and education, you know? I feel like Nigerians are so like against it. School, 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 school. Like, even mm-hmm. if you're gonna like, even mm-hmm. I remember being younger. Like, I wanted to go into like fashion design. I was like, well, that's a hobby. You can, you know, finish like <laughs> right. uh, pharmacy school or do whatever, like med school, whatever you want to do first, and then you can do that as like a side hustle. And I'm, I'm, like, I'm, okay. I'm that's not how you, it works. Yo, what do you I'm want to do with fashion like, design? I'm telling you, well, you I what? feel as though this. I feel like though this community would be so much more successful and it all depends on your definition of success. But for me, I feel like it's when you feed someone's creativity and, and who they truly want to be, they will soar. And it's like, you see so many people just getting up, going to work, getting up, going to work. They're so bored of everything. Robots. Right, robots, and they're literally not pouring anything into what they're doing, and it just isn't. It's not a. It's not a successful like job. It's not a successful career. It's not a successful way of life. And I just feel like if we truly like, like take this taboo, throw it in the garbage, and feed our children's dreams, oh my God, we will actually be full, literally. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. 
you think about like you know when I when I was growing up, you know, my parents would be like, ah, you play this game, you're on this computer all day. If you don't get up, you know, right? And you think about how many of these kids now are doing the same thing. They videotape it. They can stream it online. Making money. Like making money. Like making money. Playing game. This game that this game that you told me to turn <laughs> off is making people millionaires now, right? You know, so like you know, so so it's just a different mindset. You have to kind of shift and go uh, if. If this person is just captivated, captivated by this, right. how can they monetize it? How can they, you know, Sharpen turn this it. into mm-hmm. a skill? Um, absolutely, you know. And then we won't need to have to go to Harvard and put our money. Right, into, Harvard's gonna be calling you know, us. You know, yeah, Harvard doesn't really do anything for you. Even when you graduate, right. they're gonna come ask you for more Facts. money. So second you graduate, you know. second you graduate, they're gonna be right there. Congratulations, <laughs> you, know, you, you are alumni, all that. <laughs> you know, so like I've I've had a you know I, I, thankfully I have the privilege to you know to coach some uh, you know like high school and college prep kids you know and I've had a kid you know he, I asked him oh he graduated through my program I said what are you doing now he's like oh, I'm you know going to this community college I said great what are you studying you know he said I'm undecided I said drop out. <laughs> you know, and he was like, "Huh?" I was like, "What are you doing? You're undecided. Why can't you be undecided, you know, you're for undecided free? and you're spending money?" Exactly. <laughs> right. All right. In, in the meantime, right, go Facts. and figure out Facts. something <laughs> that true. you can actually do. Right? Like, why? All they're doing no, is stifling exactly. your money, man. You think they're going to say no to Instead your of money? Of you to be saving for right? a dream that you don't so, know you have. Yeah, putting it into undecided. Exactly. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. I, you know, I told him, I said, I said, think about a professional athlete, right? If you're a professional baseball player, when did you start playing baseball? Right? Can you imagine going to college and say, huh, I think I want to pick up baseball and become right. a professional baseball player now, right? Like, it, it just, it like doesn't that. happen that way. But this is the way, like, especially us minorities, this is the mm-hmm. way we go into universities. We go in, like, Oh yeah, we're here now. We've made it. Right. Let's try to figure this thing out. All right. And it's really backwards. So we're already kind of behind the eight ball, behind the race, you know? Um so I, I think that that's a big thing we we need to shift in our in our next generation. So I kinda wanna flip it a little bit, because I think I think what everybody's saying is really, really important. Um, I think the counter to that, because like if you're like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, like cause I I feel like there are still mad, you know, kids that are young and like, right. They don't run into like a bunch of debt from college and, you know, they don't get stuck doing something that they don't want to do. Or I mean, maybe they do, right. Cause at the end of the day, you have to do something, but they never um, figure their situation out. They never find like their passion or their purpose or whatever it is. That's going to make them money, allow them to live like a comfortable life. Um, so I think like, if we're going to say, and I don't think we need to tell people, oh, you know, you need to go to college or you need to exactly figure out what you want to do, but it's still have mm-hmm. a plan. Like, even if you're not, even if you're saying you're not going to college, like you should be saying, I am not going to college so I can do this. Yeah. And if this doesn't work, yeah. then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Like, right. Cause like you'll have people that'll be like, oh, I don't really care about college. I'm a hoop or I'm a rat. <laughs> and I mean, sometimes that works out, you know, I love Lupe. I love Lupe and Lupe was like, 
oh, what do I need to go to college for? I have a major label mm-hmm. record deal. And that mm-hmm. works. Or you got people that, that are- sounds like a plan. Yeah, and you got money too there. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you got mm-hmm. the, the freaking prep people, right? It's like, I'm on, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm one of the top ranked recruits, whatever, whatever. Um, and I know that I can play, if not here, then like overseas. Um, so those are like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to say like, those are tangibles. And like, I feel like you have, like, if you're not going to go to college, then you should at least have some type of tangible. I, th- I definitely get what you're saying, but I feel like it stems back to like what we were saying before. It's honestly not their fo- fault totally because literally if if, mm-hmm. if the parents saw these skills and sharpened it it wouldn't be a flat a, a, a failed plan a or plan b or something that they're just you know sketching now it'd be something that they've been planning all their life and now that they know that this is this is where i am they'd be finding programs they'll be finding different things to do already you know what i'm saying so like it's not even it's not mm-hmm. even about them not wanting to have a plan they just don't know how you know what i'm saying you just throw them out into life and expect them to finally follow their dreams how you never taught them to you always told them not to you know what i'm saying so it's, it's harder than it looks and i feel like we should give people the benefit of the doubt that's why i also do agree with be undecided for free for 0.99 like seriously yes. <laughs> because we we, exactly. we we are not used to finding our way finding our passion you know what i'm saying it, we, we've always been told it's taboo follow what makes you money you know what i'm saying so i, I definitely don't want to yeah. put it out there as if it's it's their fault that they they're you know so undecided and really don't have plan A or plan B. Yeah, Absolutely. and I think and now to to hold on, I mean I'm, I'm gonna just say like I think part yeah. of why I'm saying that isn't even to like point a finger. It's definitely not to point a finger, um, but I think it's you know to your point, Amina. Like for people that are younger coming up right now, like I think part of why we never sort of move past the place of like right people being stuck doing things that they don't really want to do um, is because nobody's saying, look, like it's possible for you to like, you know, f- like whatever it is you want to do, go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause at, at the end of the day, for reasons that we've already discussed, that's not going to come from parents, mm. right? Like our parents only know a certain sort of way they're going to tell their kids go to school because they're not necessarily invested in, people finding their dreams they just want like security yeah and there's a certain security in school yeah um but i think if you're able to tell like i don't know so you got like a little brother that likes to make beats or something and at 13 14 you're able to say hey yo if you keep working on this for the next however many years this is something that like you could turn into you know a business you could turn this into something that provides you you know a living because like that's the thing people have things that they like to do um and when you're young you've got the time to like work on a craft mm-hmm. um and then have that conversation about like ao like you can like at some point you got to take this and like make it something that like can feed you um or like ha- or have a plan for it, right and it's it's not to say to get that plan right away but just to say like look here's the goal um and i think even just having those conversations um like can facilitate a lot of what we're talking about. Mm. Absolutely. And to to defend our parents, <laughs> and our you know, because you know they they right. you know they they really tried, you know, most of it mm-hmm. they they didn't know any better, 
right? And I would even go as far to say that it was relatively systemic that they didn't know any better, right? Um, so so when when we think about like how skills and if you look at like kind of lower income uh neighborhoods and in, in urban areas, how what they did is remove skills from high schools, right? And like you mentioned, at a young age it's important to find a skill and learn how to be able to monetize it, learn how to be able to, mm -hmm. you know, to, to work. But when you take like technical, votech, things like this out of high schools, mm -hmm. what are you left with mm -hmm. when you have to graduate? The only thing that you are left with is college or McDonald's. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so, and I, le I learned that when I went to, when I lived in other places in the United States that didn't look like me and I looked at their high school programs and I realized that, oh, okay, well, for the guys who didn't want to go to college, you have the coal mine. Oh, these guys are already certified mm -hmm. in car carpentry when they, when they get out, you know, they're certified in automotives, right? And so there's, there's places that they can go so they don't need to stand on the street or, you know. So it's, it's interesting that, you know, that, that is, it's that way. But at the end of the day, you know, our parents, all they could rely on, and thankfully, you know, most of us came from, you know, Nigerian communities that were, you know, pretty solid, they can rely on, ah, well, your cousin mm -hmm. is a pharmacist, you know, she looks like she's doing well. So you need mm -hmm. to go to pharmacy school. So, you know, not, they didn't know. Not only they that know either, but it, it <laughs> kind of brings the idea of when they first came over here, all they knew is I need to make money. Mm -hmm. I need to make money. Whether I have mm -hmm. a dream or not is not important. It's not what's, what's relevant right now. What's relevant is feeding the, the household. Uh, so they keep that, they keep that mentality true. and they start to pass it on. But really and truly, they don't realize that they've, they've set the, the scale already. It's for me to step on top of it and say what I want. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you, you did all the work for me to step down. I mean, step up and be like, you know what? I actually want to follow my dream. You, got, you know what I'm saying? And it's sad. Like, they, they yeah. didn't get that opportunity. But it's like, you know... I, I feel like they could live through us in a bit, you know what I'm saying? But, but absolutely, mm -hmm. that is so real though. Like, yeah. that is so real. Like, if you think about it, I, I was just thinking about that, and I'm just like, imagine, you know, your parents coming here, very money focused. Right. Like, I gotta feed my family, and then you tell them you want to go to school. Like, no, you're not, bro. You know, like, right. Oh my, God. no way. Right. I slap. We really think we have too. a point. You know, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you want to dance. It wants to be a ballerina. It sounds so backward, but really and truly, it makes sense why it is it is translated to them as as soul. You know? Yeah. 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 In fact, I don't even think it's it's backwards, right? Like, there's a there's a certain type of risk to being able to say, like, you know, I'm gonna do something that's you know not conventional because you got all these people saying, go to college, go to college, go to college, even like outside of our communities. So to say. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do this thing. And I don't know if it's going to work, but this is what I want to do. Mm. Um, they're probably saying, wait, we ain't got the money for that. Like if you fail, like it's not just like your failing. It's like the whole family's failing. Mm. Um, so like, I mean, I'm, I'm very much sympathetic to it, which is why I think this is maybe tie it back to a few things that we've sort of talked about. I think one is the, the importance of having these conversations early. I feel like, you know, like, I think part of the problem is that like young people aren't necessarily thinking about like what it is they want to do mm. early in life. It's like, there's a lot of being just like shepherded certain places. Like you're listening to your parents or your teachers or 
you know, whoever like your older role model is and just saying, I want to do that or that looks all right. Like you're not really making decisions for yourself. You're not thinking about that. And I think those are, that's something that adds up over time. Um, and then sort of this idea that like, you know, like sort of in alignment with like this idea that you're going to have to figure things out for yourself. Um, is that part of that might involve like, you know, breaking with your parents. Like there's going to be a point in time where there is something that you want to do, um, something that's important to you or people you want to be around, whatever it is, um, that, you know, your parents might not agree with. Um, and there's going to be some type of clash. Um, and it might not even be like career. It might just even be like, you know, to your point, like as our parents get older, we get older too. That relationship changes. Very much Very. So. Very, and it's it's hard for me to put a lot of the responsibility of finding your skill on on the child. Whereas, like you know, I I think that us as 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 adults can you know learn or you know, and what would be nice also with our parents is being able to Mm -hmm. observe what that child is into and create a an atmosphere, right? Like I have. Like for example, I used like I have I have a nephew who's like really super into sports. Like if if you listen to him, he can he can recite all of the sports broadcasting like exactly the way it is on television at a real young age. So instead, if you see somebody who has some skill like that, get him into camps where you know where he can you know really professionalize his mm. broadcasting skills. Nice. Get him a, a set yeah. where he can start his own blog, you know, and his own broadcast at, at a young age. And he has a portfolio of his work. Now, you know, you, you're not, you're separating yourself from the crowd when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, that profession. Absolutely. And, and, and I agree with you that that's uh-huh. sort of like, that's, that's never like the kid's job. But like, for those of us that are older that have, you know, those kids around us, right? Like, it's sort of taking like the, oh, what I wish I knew, and then giving that to like, you know, like the people that are actually in that position that we wish we were in with the knowledge that we had. So it's not just like a wish, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I want to take it back a little bit to the first initial topics we talked about. I mean, I, well, we didn't really talk about it. We mentioned mm-hmm. it, but we didn't, you know, go into depth of of what it, uh, yeah. it is about. Um, more so about, I guess, the topic that I placed, uh, wow, which I really can't kind of remember. <laughs> Okay. Oh, in terms of like trusting, it's like you know, I guess defining success. Yeah, in a way. Uh, yeah. Um. More so. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I feel like as we get older, the definition of, of success changes. But it's like I feel like we should have been understood this. You know, this this definition of it. I feel as though you know, I don't know if it's our parents or us in general just telling ourselves that we need to finish school to be successful. We need to get a good job. We need to make money. We need to do this. But really and truly, it's like. Do you even remember half of Jizah Amma, you know, when you learned it and when you went to Arabic school? Do you still remember this? Do you still remember that? And it's like little things that remind you that if you say Islam is your way of life, then there's certain things you are supposed to have implemented into your life. It's not thing, it's not something that you just learn and then you leave. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think when we finally understand that life changes, it's not more so about gaining that success and you gaining that success anymore but changing your definition of it Mm. i also think like uh you know at a younger age 
I didn't really want I didn't really tie my like my worldly goals to trying to mm. get Baraka from it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so and it sometimes made it more difficult to obtain these goals. But the older I got, the real the more I realized that if I can break down and say, why do I want, you know, this type of lifestyle? Like what good does that do for me, my faith and the reason why I put onto this earth? Right. And I can and I can align these things with my faith. One, a lot of times it's easier to find out if this thing is for you or not. Right. And, you know, and, and it's just a way it's just a way to guide you and help you in success that I wish I really spent more time at a younger age being able to tie together, like understanding that life is more important than, hey, want, mm-hmm. wanting to have a nice car. Right. Like, you know, what, what value does that do for you? But, hey, if a nice car is a way you can inspire the individuals around you because you understand that, you know, people are drawn to a nice car and you can do some good with that. That's to me, that's a way to always kind of keep, you know, keep your spirit and keep your blessings, you know, in the right direction. Um, you know, and, and uh, to me, in my personal testimony, that that's that's an easier way to be able to attain those worldly things. Yeah, no, nah, just backtracking <laughs> anyway. off what you said. I remember when I was younger, I never really understood this until I got a little bit older. My mom used to always tell me, like, um, you're going to school not because you need to be rich or because you need to get a good job, but you're getting a good job so you can, like, afford things and you can be able to, like, worship Allah in the best way possible. And then an example, she used to always say, like, okay, like, as Muslims, you know, we have to go to Hajj, you have to do all these things. But if you don't have any money, like, you're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to be able to worship Allah comfortably. And she's like, oh, you go to Arabic class, you go to all these lectures, none of them are free. So it's like, at the end of the day, you need money in order to be to um, worship Allah in the most like comfortable way possible. Right on that topic, right on the same same note, what you know, what I've learned as 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 you get older is that yes, you know, the world essentially can uh, can supply monetary like mm-hmm. physical like money, but it's truly Allah who provides wealth, right? Um, right. And, and and I have to learn that in interesting ways in life where you could actually probably gross a lot of income, but for some reason or another, right, you just can't net anything. Right. And, and, and there's times in life where you're grossing very little income, but there's there's ways. I mean, but but your net and the fruit that comes from that, you know, is, is better, is more comfortable. Mm-hmm. There's more more happiness in it. And I learned that, like, well, it's not necessarily the dollar amount or the quantity or the the tangible thing in this world, but it's it's actually the opposite, right? It's the baraka that you have in it. That's mm-hmm. that's where your wealth and your comfort is really going to come from, right? Like how many these millionaires that are not mm-hmm. only financially strapped, but they're like mentally strapped, right? And that that's not Heavy freedom. Baraka, that doesn't look man. like wealth Heavy to me. You know? it's, it's crazy because I, I just feel like all my friends that. That right. skip like two years of high school to go to Egypt and become half is and half is that, and I'm there in, in school learning geometry that never will ever help me in my life ever. I will not go. Hey, you never eat. know. You never. You never know. No, I know me. That's I know. Perfect. I will never go outside and draw triangle and say this is this this that. Right, right. And like wow, the I circumference. Really this, you got uh, circumference. <laughs> it's just I just feel like I really missed out on the time to really enjoy my religion and really understand it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like 
them coming back and expressing how much they loved it. It just made it just mm-hmm. I don't know. Now I'm just feeling like, damn, I really missed out and it's it's time for me to catch up in a way. So that's that's why I just I just feel like it's important to truly make Islam your way of life, not not put anything um over it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think three things really quickly. I, like I had a couple just sitting on my head, but what you said, I think inspired one more. Um, the first thing that I wish somebody told me is that like to sort of stick to that is hard. Like mm. to be like oriented on Islam, like not even just because of your parents, but just everything around you, peer pressures, um, societal pressures, all of it makes it hard to really, you know, be on Dean to practice even among like other Muslims, yes. right? Like you could be around a bunch of Muslims and it could be like, oh, word, you don't drink. Right, harder, right? like harder or, like, sometimes. Yeah, and like, I think that's one of those things uh-huh. that like, the first time I found, like the first time I really found out that it was like mad Muslims out here that drink, I was just like, wait, word? No facts. Like I'm like, my mind was blo- like, and I'm not saying that to judge anybody. It's just like, I didn't know yeah. Big um, that like it's, yeah that it's like that it's actually difficult mm-hmm. to to sort of stay you know on the path to be on dean um so that's like the first thing that comes to mind is like what what we're telling what we're saying that like what you're saying that you're on is actually not easy to be on mm-hmm. there are many people that say they're on it and can't really be on it like that and that's not even to fault anybody it's just to say hey yo, look this is hard if you're gonna be about it and you're gonna say you're gonna be about it really really be about it because like you know, you know, like it's it's just it's just one of those things. Where like at the end of the day, like you got to answer to God. One, two, um, you got other people around you, and like those are like you know your brothers and sisters. And for those of us that are really on it, like it's not to say that any I don't think anybody's judging anybody, but it's just like you know, just know that there are other people out here that are like actively like you know, sort of. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's hard to put in words, but just, like, it's hard to be on it and, like, that's oh, something man. that you got to deal with, like, not just with yourself, but with other people. Facts. Um, I think the second thing is, like, sort of, to the point about, I think, not blaming, you know, the younger people for things, like, or, or just sort of kids, teenagers. Um, I think this is definitely one of those areas where I think it's not even the blame, but I feel like it's really hard to get kids to really like just to just tell children or like teenagers whoever or even honestly like people our age like oh you know all the other things that you've been programmed to chase whether it's money women success um degrees like are just you know that's not what's going to bring you fulfillment at the end of the day at all um right i feel like that's one of those things you got to show people versus telling people mm-hmm. um especially like at a younger age like even me now if you tell me that like a porsche will make me happy i'm gonna be like yeah all right <laughs> um, it won't not even are you going to come on and bury me with the bush or what's happening like you know what i'm saying like you can't drive it to heaven how okay hmm. so you can't but like I mean... at the same time like that like if you're you can say that, but then say like, but like for the younger folk or whatever, like it's not like driving that Porsche in that moment. Like it's like, right. It's not going to stop you from, from wanting to get that Porsche. It's not going to stop you from wanting to, you know, be first class, like whatever it is, that material thing. Mm-hmm. Um, You can't take it with you when you die, but it's, you know, like you can sort of show people better than you can tell them. Um, and I think the third thing is that like, Man. it's never too late. And it's like, it's sort of like, I wish people 
me that now. I like people do tell me that now. It's just one of those things that is like hard for me to like, I guess, fully internalize. But it's never like like anything that we want to do is ever like out of grasp, right? Like, I mean, who's to say that you can't go to Egypt still? You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe like you can't go with all the 10 year olds or maybe you can. I don't know how they do it in Egypt. Um, But like, it's not (laughs) like that is forever closed off because you didn't do it when everybody else around you was doing it. Um, And that goes for like, I mean, kind of every and most things. I mean, you probably can't like decide that you want to make the NBA at 30. Um, (laughs) But like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) but like, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like every like most doors are closed to you Mm. um, just because you went to college and you got a job certain things get more difficult for sure. Um, and I hate being the type of guy that says like, oh, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way to do it. Um, but it's but true. It, it is kind of true. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's not to say that it's easy that you like, you'll find a way to do it and it's easy, but it's just like, if this is something that like you, you don't feel like you can rest without doing, then it's gonna happen. you'll find, yeah, you'll find some way to get it done in some, in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, or you just won't rest. One of the two. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You know when you talked when you talked about accountability, like just about how mm-hmm. our religion is. You know, is about being on it. At, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's about being about you know being about it, walking it, and, and, and above all else. Um, that's the beauty in our religion. Um, but the other flip side also. There's also that beauty of contentment in our religion that 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 I love, right? That that talks about that just always reminds us that mm. we all have different levels, right? So the moment you think you are better than someone in this area, that same person is better than you in in another area, also. Um, but the most important thing that I learn as I get older is, dude, you are going to be battling your iman for the rest of your life. Buckle Ooh. up. This is not, you know, uh, right? Like this is what's supposed to happen. You're ride. going to be having these ups and downs. And it's going to be exactly. like that until you die. Right. So the key mm. is die in motion. Right. Like mm. what are you doing today? What where are you? What direction are you going? Um, so don't get so down on yourself when you know you're not on it the way it's supposed to be at the same time right that's what is designed for your your test is different from your neighbor's test so when you think he's on it but he's not on it the way he think he's on it also right so um that's that's the other beautiful part of islam that i love also that it that it just reminds you of that contentment so when you read when you're reading passages and you're getting scared you can continue reading and go okay nice all right Everything's gonna be all right. <laughs> that was a word. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's kind of scary too. Like just the idea that like, oh, you gotta be on it till you die. Like, there's no like running out the clock on life. You know what I'm saying? It's like you gotta always <laughs> like work to improve. You're gonna always be tested. Um I, I feel like it's a good scared though. You know, you don't wanna be stagnant. I feel like we as humans uh being complacent is a really bad thing for us it's a bad not only a bad habit but it it doesn't do us good any good and being in some form of elevation throughout your whole life it brings a a sense of hope it brings a sense of uh 
calmness and 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 uh, love for the un- unknown. You know what I'm saying? Even though we don't know what's going to happen in the future, we trust, we have faith in Allah and that Iman continues to grow. And of course it decreases, but that whatever we learn in, in that, while it's decreasing, it increases us eventually. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's, it's a form of elevation in all ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like, um, I mean, what I've learned is that as um, human, like we're human and Allah knows we're human. At the end of the day, like no amount of good deeds that you do will ever get you to heaven. Like the only thing that will get us into heaven is the mercy of Allah. Right. But all we're doing is trying our best and hoping to get that mercy. Mm-hmm. So Allah just wants us to try and put our best foot forward and do the best we can. And Allah knows what that looks like for each person, right? Mm-hmm. For some people, that's just um, maybe for them, it's to stop drinking. Like that could be their mm-hmm. like their battles that mm-hmm. they need to fight, right? And for mm-hmm. us, it could be something more than that because mm-hmm. Allah knows we're capable of doing more than that. Right. While for some people, it's even more than that. So, like, we just got to try our best and just, you know, ask Allah for his mercy. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like that only comes with that. That I don't, I don't know if we just get that at an early age, right? Like, I think that's so appropriate for the topic of, you know, what I wish I knew because I don't, I don't really mm-hmm. see us seeing the long game yeah. in this this way when we we're no, young. No, it was you know? not. Or it never was broken down <laughs> to like me in a way I like could understand. Right. That, yeah, right? You know, like you're all yeah. going to hell. Exactly. Like, like just black and white. Like, it's you know? never, <laughs> like that love of Islam mm-hmm. was never like put into us. It was just a mm-hmm. bunch of rules, and it's just like, yeah, you can't touch boys. You can't do this. Like if you do this, you're gonna go to hell. Mm-hmm. If you eat right. hot Cheetos, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Like. It's just like, when you, when bro, you go to Muslim private school, like everything is just it's, crazy, it's crazy. steroids. Like everything is haram. Like <laughs> I, there was a point in time, oh like God. I don't even know what candy it was that oh it has pork right. in it. It got gel- like everything was just haram. Like right, it just felt it was like, like a meme man. almost impossible. It literally <laughs> felt impossible. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know what's interesting though is that I think yeah. what I was when I was younger, and this wasn't even really something anybody told me, but just something that I feel like kind of happened for whatever reason. Like the masjid was just like a fun place to be, um, or like all the all the places with like sort of like Islamic environments. Like it was just fun before anything else. Yeah. Um, and like that was something that like you know after like just moving many more places and and just having many more experiences that were not like that, like. That always stuck with me to the point where it was just like, you know, before it was like really defined, just sort of like love of God. It was like, you know, it's one of those things that like, again, like you can't really like you can talk about it to a certain extent, but you can like sort of show people better than you can tell them. Right. It's Mm -hmm. that you almost have to experience. And so I guess that's not really something that like you break down for like you know somebody younger to be like hey little bro let me give you the game but like (laughs) it is one of those things that like i guess for us as like older folk whatever like custodians of the like whatever you want to call it um (laughs) i think is important to keep in mind you know as we interact with people that are younger than us it's it might not even be about like trying to break down oh yo here's why you know the oneness of god is so marvelous and miraculous it might just be like you know, I liked being around 
you know, I like being in these spaces with these people because like it was just like a peaceful space to be, mm-hmm. you know, like just some things are, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And like growing up in a measure, like like most of my friends that I grew up with till now, we're still friends. And it's like we're all Muslim. Most of us were like Nigerian, like. I don't know, just growing up with that community also, like, going to the measure, like, I used to be so excited to go to the measure, especially during Ramadan, it's like, yeah, like, we're gonna be in the playground while all the grown-ups are praying throughout with, like, yes, <laughs> you know, even having that um, connection to the measure, even though it was, like, just for fun at a young age was um, something that I feel like also um, sparked my interest in, like, the dean and, like, you know, later on being able to um, follow through with that also. Uh, may may Allah bless Amen. our parents for facilitating Amen. these atmospheres Amen. where you know where we can have that. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of you know Muslim friends that that grew up in areas that you know didn't have that type of community, and they you know they come out to you know some 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 of the cities that they were in, and right. you know, and they see this and like, man, I didn't even know, yeah. you know, like I didn't even know like. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, I didn't even know Muslims were, like, people, you know, like, just regular people, you know, um, so it's, it's, it's interesting to, to hear, you know, that, that we all have kind of grown up in, in atmospheres where not only, like, did we have community, but, like, that was our community that we kind of clung to and that we enjoyed, you know, um, and I think our, our parents sometimes are, are kind of worried that, and I don't know, I don't know if you guys are worried, but do you see that do you feel like the youth is kind of taking that torch or, you know, do you feel like there's still atmospheres mm, like no. that comparable? Not really. Um, with uh, I think it depends. I think yes and no. It depends on like, are we talking about just like the Nigerian Muslim community? Or are we just talking about Muslims generally? Mm. I mean, we have MSAs in schools, great, you course. know, yeah. let's not uh, forget about those communities. We're not, I uh, mean, we don't only have to talk about this one, but I think, I think those are pretty good too. Yeah, um, I guess. Oh, because New York got mad Muslims, especially yeah, if you, I guess, in, in Brooklyn or Queens. I, I see that. Um, I was in a school with not that many Muslims, and I guess the ones that did, they didn't, they weren't really on the time of an MSA. Um, but I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, whether it's like high school MSAs, college MSAs, like if we're just talking broadly, I think those spaces do exist. Um, I don't actually, th- I, I would agree though that like, not that there are maybe more or less of them, but I think part of what's difficult about sort of finding those spaces is that like, I don't think those spaces are like the most common spaces. Um, I think you for every masjid that you can go to that's got really good programming and an inclusive community, you're like just as liable to run into like a masjid that is like ethnically segregated, um, right? Is only catering to like, old men or something like that and that's not to diss anybody but it's just to say like you know for what we might need as like younger folks even like black muslims like you might not find that everywhere um but i do think that there are still you know spaces that do that like especially if you're in like a bigger city um like i would imagine you could find it in the dmv um or even just some of like the younger active like you know muslim spaces that are really sort of more religiously centered and not like just network effect networking events or like you know just sort of extensions of other ethnic communities um i think they're still out there 
um, maybe not at the super young age, but like once you hit like, you know, past high school. So look, we, you know, we uh, so far have gone through a decent bit of, you know, a decent bit of topics. I mean, we started from just kind of our, our career path to to just really kind of what what it means in Islam to. Man, what else we even, yeah, about what else family we death today? Oh, yeah. right yeah so or, oh my goodness the death portion was right. you are listening to muslims on the move and we are ladies and gentlemen on our second episode of our second season mashallah yeah, okay yeah. Yes, um, absolutely so yeah. i think it's time to end the night uh i feel as though these topics were really um not only inspiring but uh, definitely nostalgic. I think that it's important to touch base on these topics so we not only um, create new paths for, you know, the next generation, but keep the the the, the feelings alive and um, continue to keep us full. But, um, you know, what do you guys think? Man, this is the first episode. Yeah, somebody almost put me in tears, man. When we started talking about death and our parents, man, that was, yeah. that was real. I felt like I got That's- real... Real personal yeah. with it. This is something <laughs> you that I feel like we could talk about it all night if we wanted to. It's a very like deep, detailed topic, but well, but we gotta let the people go. Yeah, we gotta let them go. We yeah. do, we do, and all I mean right. this is why you know at the end of the day, you know we gotta we gotta be with you know those of us that are that are just coming up. You know, like we don't get to run things back. We gotta live with sort of where we're at. But mm-hmm. for everybody that is you know younger hopefully they benefit from our experience um and if not you know maybe we can just at least i don't know create better conditions for them so that you know they don't have to go what we went through um same way our parents did for us facts (laughs) 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 with that being said Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Muslims on the Move, an audio experience brought to you by Muslims on the Move, a program of APC. Let us know what you think about this episode. Share this episode with a friend so they can also benefit. Follow us on Instagram at Advanced Platform and subscribe to our mailing list by visiting APC's website, at apc.ncnmo.org. Thanks for listening. Assalamu alaikum.